0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Salesmanship begins when the customer says no. And that's a quote from a coffee mug that was popular years ago by Sandra Boynton. I wish I had the cup so I could show you. And it has this great big monster and this little salesperson in it. It's very fun, you might wanna Google that. All right, so today we're gonna to talk about handling objections. Before we do that, I wanna remind you that if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, which I just got a custom URL, um, but you can just go to YouTube and put in Lucy Duma's The Profitable Photographer. I will show up. If it's not The Profitable Photographer included, then it's a channel I haven't posted much on. So don't judge me for that. All right. So here's why I want to talk about handling objections. And first of all, Handling objections is not, uh, you know, like that coffee mug with the big monster and the little salesperson. (sighs) Honestly, sometimes when there is an objection, it can be scary like that, but it's really not that scary. I'm going to help you here break down, um, first of all, how to think about handling objections. But here's the thing no matter how great you are at photography, Or attracting ideal clients, planting seeds for eventual purchase, or just your salesmanship in terms of your system, no matter how good you are at that, if you're not able to navigate through what I'm calling objections, um, you know, if you just surrender to it, like if someone says, oh, I want to decide later, and you say, oh, okay, okay you're not going to have the success you want. When you're positioning yourself as a trusted advisor, you're driving the bus. And so think about encouraging people to think deeper when they are asking you something or not sure how to put this, but I'm kind of working on it. I think it'll keep unfolding as I share, as we have this dialogue together where you're the listener. (laughs) I hope. Anyway, so here's some of the tips and whatever else unfolds, it will. So number 1, well first of all, when someone says something that sets you back on your heels, take a breath. You know that picture of the monster and the little salesman? When that little salesman takes a nice deep breath, the the scariness of it can recede. So don't panic is what I'm saying. So the first thing you want to do is what I'd say is head them off at the pass. What does that mean? So many problems and objections can actually be avoided when you as the professional and as the expert anticipate what might come up and solve it in advance. One of the reasons I have a consultation isn't just to get bookings, but it's to manage all kinds of details. Like, what would I say? Oh, if somebody says, I don't have enough wall space, you know, that could happen in a sales room. But if you've had them come in with pictures of their home and walls and measurements in advance, then if someone says that, it's easy to say, well, you know, we talked about that place in the dining room up above the credenza that was 40 inches wide that it could hold that. We talked about these things. Same with going over your pricing and how you sell. If you're explaining to them in advance, you'll be viewing these one time, you'll be ordering then. You're going to come into my sales room. You're going to see these big projected on a movie screen. Super fun. So we want to plan. We need everybody there. So that's another objection that often happens, which is, well, I need to talk to my husband. So the husband or the wife or the partner or the mom, if she's part of the buying decision, need to be there both for the consultation as much as possible and for the sale. You want to be clear about how everything is going to go. And also another way you head them off at the pass is your whole marketing and your branding. So when people are being given good um, information, they have a good feeling about you, you're sharing your process, you're showing an interest in them, Your website is beautiful, your branding is kind of clear. Then there are expectations that this is going to be an investment or that, you know, who you are and what to expect is set. So there's not as much like, but wait, don't I get all the files, you know, for 50 cents or (laughs) whatever? Exaggerate much? Yes. All right. So. Prepare them. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And when I'm coaching people, we, you know, we figure out the step by step plan so that by the time they get into the sales rooms, they may bring up something. And I'm going to go over some of those, but like they may bring up, can I order later? It's easier to say, remember when we first met, I shared that this is the time you're going to be ordering. But there's a little strategy before that, but I'm just giving you that for example. Okay. So, tip number two is try not to handle any objection through email or messaging. Establish a relationship with them where you're the trusted advisor, you're their friend, you do business on the telephone because there can be so much misunderstanding. Mish understanding. And remember, people don't read and they don't retain what they read as easily as when you're talking to them and maybe showing them at the same time. uh, If we're talking pricing or sizes or uh, whatever. So, and it can get with um, emails and messaging, people don't hear your tone. And whenever there's an objection, the reason I want you to breathe is because that helps your tone be more loving, be more calm, be more like in the service of them. So don't panic. But and especially if you're writing an email, don't send it, read it and then call them because holy cow. And if you ever need to send an email, make it short and sweet. Never explain, like, I have children to feed, and my mother was sick, and you know, all that stuff. Um, all right, number three, three, three. The, and this is the most important habit to get into when someone asks you a question that is something a, we'll call an objection, ask a question back to clarify. Otherwise, you might launch into an explanation or, you know, a response that isn't really what their concerns are. So for example, if someone asks me, do you sell digitals? I could go into this whole, nobody prints their digitals. I have a lab that's the best in the country. It's archival. I'm going to help you. This whole messy thing. But if I say, why do you ask, then they might say to save money. So then I can say, if I were selling you digitals, in no way would it be the most economical way to work with me. If they say, I want to share with my friends and family, I can say, I don't sell digitals, but whatever you order from, I'm happy to post and tag you in Facebook, and you can share there. You just need to remind me once you pick up your finished art, and then um, you can share it that way. The third reason would be, um, you know, I want to print Christmas cards. So then my response would be, well, I provide holiday cards for people, and the pricing on it can be anywhere from a lot to free, depending on whatever else you order. So can you see how that can be a really handy, helpful thing to do is get clarity. And then you've got more power to serve them. It isn't about trying to trick them and sell them. So much of when I'm selling something and I'm navigating their objections, it's because I feel so strongly that what I'm offering them is of high value. And so I don't want to have a possible great client or sale be lost because I, I kind of caved to their question. Hope that makes sense. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you about one of the most powerful tools. And any coaching client that's worked with me knows this, and I didn't make it up. It's the tool Feel felt, found. So, when someone says something that is, well, you can even do it with happy times, too. Um, But today, our topic is handling those, like, oh, what do I say now kinds of thoughts or questions, is you respond by appreciating how you feel, or how they feel, sorry. And then You acknowledge others have felt that way as well. And then you finish with, but what I've found is X. So let's go back to digital because that comes up a lot. I hear what you're saying. You're wanting digital files, let's say for archive purposes. Others have felt that as well. What I've found is that when you select what you love the most, And it's printed beautifully and you have copies that you can pass down for generations. Digital files become a lot less important. I have had some situations where when they ordered well, I allowed them to purchase the files a year later that they ordered from. And the year later is so that they don't think, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, get it in small and I'll, Print a wall portrait. Okay. So feel, felt, found. The other thing to remember is handling objections is the more you sell, the more you sit with people, the more you like search your own mind because you're brilliant. You may not know this. I'm just telling you, you are brilliant. (laughs) And so a lot of my responses have come from my own creative thinking. And then I love to share with people. One reason to hang out at conventions and local photography groups that are business oriented is having conversations, like picking other people's brains of what they say when this happens. And so I've learned from other people and I've learned just from experience. Experience is huge. Okay, so I'm going to cover just a few that are very common. People don't say this all the time directly, but you might get, um, you know, it's really too expensive. And if we pull in the feel felt found, I hear what you're saying. Initially, this looks like a, a large investment. Others have felt that as well. But what I found is, first of all, we're going to be creating Works of art of people you love that are going to live in your home and be passed down to generations. And when it all comes down to it, I bet you're going to look back and say, you know what? This was a very small investment compared to the value that I've gotten. Many of my clients have come back to me and said, it was kind of a stretch to purchase the portraits that you helped me order. But I tell you, they're the most important things in my home. Or I might pull up the, here in San Diego, you know, we get fires. And I've had so many clients tell me that they had to evacuate because, you know, they weren't, the fire wasn't next door, but they were told to evacuate. And the first thing they grabbed once the kids, the pets, and the documents were safe were the portraits. And they've shared that it's because those were really what were most valuable in their home or another in the found. Or what I found is people realize that of all the things you can invest in, furniture, vacations, meals out, portraits of people you love are the one thing that never go out of style and get more valuable with time. So um, there's some, this is too expensive with the feel felt found for you. Okay, already covered, get the digitals. This one comes up a lot, especially in the sales room. Can we order more later? I definitely want clarity on that. Um, first, so why? If they say, well, I just feel overwhelmed because when I do my sales, I show them maybe 75 to 80 images I really love so that they can take out half of those by seven wall portraits and an album. Um, but it can be overwhelming at first. So if they say, I'm just feeling overwhelmed, I tell them, I have a step-by-step process where we're just going to make one decision at a time. Just tell me, yes, no one maybe. And then at a certain point, we've narrowed down to the ones that really make your heart smile, and then I'll help you pick sizes and so forth. If it's budget, you know, like I don't have as much money right now as I would like to spend, so if I get some now, some later, um, you know, I can afford it. So now I've got that clarity. So a couple of things. I'd say, potentially, you're going to get your best value if you order everything now. And then we can figure out how to pay for it over time. It does take me 8 to 12 weeks to complete an order. So a lot of people find that if they can do half now and then the balance on pickup, or we break it into thirds, you know, then you're going to get everything you want in a timely manner. Another thing I say sometimes, depending on the relationship, is no one ever does. So if they say, can I order later? I might say potentially, but truthfully, I've been doing this a lot of years, and it's out of sight, out of mind, and people don't come back. So my desire is to help you decide what you love the most, and then figure out how we can put that together in a way that then you can get it all at once and start enjoying it because you know life keeps moving on but you're going to want to remember how it feels to pick up this little little baby boy and cuddle him and smell the baby smell and all that okay i need to think about it what do you need to think about so now you know is it money so you can you can take it from there if it's I'm not sure what size is best. Well, this is where you might have headed it headed up it for the past. Because in a perfect world, they've in my perfect world, they've measured their walls. And I have notes about that. Um, but if I know it's a, think about it. Because, okay, here's the big thing you want to remember. People go home without ordering. The likelihood of them sending you that deposit or placing that order has gone down by 80%. So we want to get it done in the sales room. So if they say I need to think about it, and it's a size, then I'll say, why don't you go ahead and order the size you think you want? And then if you need to bump it down one or up one, then, you know, we'll handle it after that. Or I might say, how about if I, and this is where And price for profit, so I can afford to do this, I might say, why don't we order it in that 24 by 30 size, let's say. But if you feel like a 40 by 60 is the best size, well, it depends on pricing. I'm going to go with a little easier. Why don't we order it in the 20 by 24 size? But when you get home, if you feel like 24 by 30 is the best size, based on everything you're ordering, Besides this, I'll just go ahead and upgrade for you. How would that be? So, you know, work with them a little bit. Another one we get a lot is, I'm not a wall portrait person. And I want to I want to get back to remembering also, we don't have wall space, but I'll try to remember to get back to that. We're not wall portrait people. So I might ask them, like, what is a wall portrait person? Or I might say, so this one has worked really well. And it comes from my passion, not my desire to trick them or talk them into something they don't want. Have you ever had a portrait custom designed to go with your decor that makes you feel so happy every time you look at it, that even strangers would love? Have have you ever had a session like this? And almost always they'll say no. they're thinking okay we've gone to some mall studio or you know senior portrait or something and uh it's been just standard blue background and i wouldn't want a 30 by 40 of that personally uh we're not wall portrait people okay another thing i say if they're like it just seems egotistical something i say is you know if i walk into a home and there's a beautiful wall portrait of the family. What it always tells me is that this family's priority is the family, not the furniture, not the jewelry, not the vacations, but the people that they love that live in their home or that their priority is their children or something like that. So that's a, that's a great one. Okay, something that happens, people will call. Because I always get on the phone, uh, start to ask them questions. And if they push me and say, I just want to know the price, then I have responses. And at this point, I'm trying to be creative with this, but I might say, so is price the most important thing? And if they say yes, then I kindly say, well, everything I do is very custom, personalized. We're going to spend time planning um, the sessions can be an hour or two. There's no hurry. I'm going to help you select art for your home. And so because of the amount of service and everything I'm doing to create something really special for you, I'm not going to be the, the lowest priced. So if that's your priority, um you know, maybe another time you'd be looking for what I do, I'd be happy to chat with you. So and I have a little script on the we're not well portrait people that I want to put in one more little piece of that. And this especially happens um, in the sales room, because the way I structure my sales is We narrow down to the ones they really like, and then we put them into wall, small, and album categories. And people at that point might say, well, I know I don't want a wall portrait, or I know I don't want a book. So instead of just saying, oh, okay, I say, well, I have this system that's going to help you select. And what I find is oftentimes, once you've narrowed down to the ones you love, and you see them large, and we've already talked about where it could go, many people end up realizing that they really want something of a size that they can use as art in their home. And so this is is the little piece I wanted to share. So then I say, so I'm wondering, can you keep an open mind on this? Who's going to say no? And truthfully, so many clients that say, they don't want a wall portrait, end up with at least one to three wall portraits. You may or may not know that my superpower is selling wall portraits. And most of my clients order between three and seven or eight. I like to decorate their whole home. So uh, let's see. Another thing I say to the I'm not wall portrait people is, you know, a wall wall portrait that is beautiful celebrating who you are who your family is is a wonderful way for you to feel that love and value every single day over and over again whereas if it's a small one on a tabletop you don't get that same emotional connection i'm not going to force you unless you know if your business is where they have to buy a wall portrait you know then you might think of some other creative uh, objections to that, but anyway, let's say I'm not gonna force you, but I just want you to keep an open mind because it might surprise you once we go through this process that you start to realize how great it would be to have something in your home. So I think that is what I have to say. So I'm just basically remind you, please go to YouTube and watch some of the videos this one is there if you're listening on audio and you want me to, you want to see me wave my hands around <laughs> and smile at you or whatever and please subscribe because when more of my guests have the opportunity to have a bigger audience it really serves them and it serves the people who are wanting to be more successful, it serves you because I think YouTube gives you reminders when I post. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm posting not only current ones and trying to record in a way that I can do video, you know, trying, trying to accept some of my perfect imperfection (laughs) and I'm going back and um, posting some things from the archives. I have a hundred and, 82 episodes and counting. And so anyway, that would be a huge favor to me. And to invite your friends to do it. If you're in a group of photographers, send it to them because we want everybody to be highly profitable, right? Okay. So my wrap up is breathe, ask questions, have answers based on those questions, use feel, felt, found. And, and breathe again. And remember, the more you prepare in advance, the less the objections will happen. Or when you do, you'll be able to refer back and say, you know, when I met with you, we talked about this. And um, especially if someone's, this is a whole other thing, but if someone's trying to negotiate pricing or, or something in the sales room, I have learned to say, you know, these were my prices, or these were my policies when you booked me, and they're still my prices and policies. In order to be fair to my other clients, I stick to the systems or the pricing that I do. So anyway, I hope if you're listening to this, and you're anticipating a wonderful holiday celebration, whatever holiday that is, that it's just warm and wonderful or peaceful or simple or complicated, noisy, quiet, whatever it is, it's all beautiful. And uh, that's it for now. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.